Did y'all miss me last week? Oh, you weren't here? Ah, oh, I'm hurt. If you need a copy, <clears throat> pardon me, if you need a copy of God's Word, just uh, slip your hand up and Coop or Jim will be glad to give it to you. You can take your Bible and turn to the book of Acts. We're drawing near to the end of the book. We're going to start in chapter, well, we're going to be all over the place, so just go ahead and find the book of Acts. And we're actually going to start in chapter 1. We're going to go back and read the entire thing. No, we're not going to do just relax and turn to the book of Acts chapter 1. A couple of things I want to mention to you, and then we'll get into God's Word. Obviously, this, this uh, Thursday night is Halloween, my daughter's favorite holiday. It was mine growing up, too. I loved My mom loved Christmas. I loved Halloween. Nothing like a kid just going to people's houses and they hand you candy. I tried doing it like in the middle of summer, and they said, uh, Randy, you better go home. When I was a young man or a a little boy, four, five, six, uh, a little older even, I used to sleepwalk, had a really bad habit of, and I would leave the house, just walk out the front door and just walk until one of the neighbors would, I mean, this was like midnight, one in the morning, I'd just go knock on people's doors and say, there's a bear after me, there's a bear after me, and then they would wake me up and take me home, and I found out that the bear was my father. He was not happy to be getting up and uh, having to whip me at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. So, uh, But anyway, I would just leave the house and go sleep. So then I just tried, instead of doing that, I'd just go to people's houses and beg for candy. It uh, didn't work in the middle of July. I didn't understand it. But having said all that, Thursday is Halloween. We'll be doing uh, our truck or treat him thing at the Bartlett campus uh, Thursday night from about 6 to 8. And if you can come help, I know they need a lot of volunteers. But beyond that, we need a lot of candy. We had seven, 800 kids come through there last year. So that's a lot of candy. We ran out two or three times. We were running down and whatever it was. Walgreens was trying to give away at half price. We, we bought everything we could find. So if you get a chance this week, off at the Bartlett campus. If you drop it off here, just tell them it's for Thursday night. And I'll make sure it gets out Bartlett campus. I know Lynn Owen and, and her folks would, would uh, greatly appreciate that. So that's any now and Thursday. A couple other things, and then we'll get started. Mount um, Monthly, we've got the meals out there in the cool alarm uh, Butler brought from the Bartlett campus this morning. So it's uh, just standing there, somebody that you want to just give something to in the name of Jesus. But those meals are out there. If you just take, uh, don't just feed your fa- don't take them to feed your family lunch today, but they're to give away to someone else. Come on up and share with us. Oh, you want to do that? All right, by the door on the way out, Lauren will be there to uh, talk to you. No, that. Lauren wants to come up here and share her testimony. We'll, we'll do that later. We're literally run out of the room. I was the one who was acting like a fool. I know you think that's hard to believe. Uh, crazy. All right. The last thing I want to actually do is please note last night. So please put uh, Amanda, they're in big Sandy community, so put their whole family and then Amanda's mom family on, on your prayer list if you would. If you'll notice your handout <clears throat> as we get near the end, of the book of Acts of the Apostle Paul, and that he's headed to Rome, and his name is Felix. And we're going to talk a whole lot about Felix over the next couple of weeks. But in my life, as I continue to study the life of the Apostle Paul, is exactly what God should do, and we want him to do what? Uh, People that preach that, you can just 
tell God what you think he should do, and he teaches, and it's not who our God is, not the God of the Bible. One of the things that stands out as you study the, in the moment, Acts is a book of history, but historically, even to this day, First and Second Corinthians, Romans, uh, Philemon, Titus, as you're reading all, pretty impressive how God used him historically and is still using. He was not perfect. In other words, he was like us. Look at Paul headed toward Rome. As God had clearly told him, I'm taking you to really, desperately, wanted to get to Rome and preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And God said, you're going to do that. But yet, every time he turns around, either in prison or beaten or in the process of being killed, and it just seems like God's playing games with him on the surface. Even like the Roman gods and the way they looked at, at deities and that they were just humans, they're just kind of playing with them. But God just keeps coming back. And Paul just keeps coming back. Wherever I find myself... This case, it will be before Felix, the Roman governor of Judea. I'm just going to preach the gospel. I'm just going to speak the truth. I'm going to look at whoever my audience is and address them in light of the gospel. The good news of the person of Jesus of Nazareth who historically existed and is the Christ or the Messiah. He took the Great Commission seriously to go to all the nations all the Gentiles, and make learner followers of me. So what you're going to see as we look at Paul's encounter with Felix is two things. You're going to see a dichotomy. You're going to see a real contrast. Because the book of Acts is about God, them historically going out and acting out the Great Commission. We'll do it. And the world was turned historically to church because they not only believed, specifically we'll see in the resurrection, the dead, to prove that he was the Messiah, the Christ. He conquered the one thing that we all face that we can't deal with, don't know what to do. He conquered so the early church was what changed them was we believed in the resurrection. I am who came and was the word and flesh and dwelt among us Emmanuel, God with us in each beautiful scene. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus is the new. You, you're raised to new life in Christ. Encounter with Felix is here's Paul. Having done nothing wrong, but here he is again, facing imprisonment, facing what God was doing. He said, here, here is where I am at Caesarea, Felix, and I'm going to... And then Felix's response to the gospel is procrastination. Might fit into that category. It's a spiritual gift in my wife's family. Someone said, make a decision when you left the million dollars will still be laying there. The gospel for him. Terrified. The Bible in Greek says he trembles in fear. Paul. He said, I'll hear you later on this issue. Two years. Two years. He doesn't do anything. We keep ears. And finally, he just passes it off to Festus, who, who later would star in Gunsmoke, one of my favorite characters of all time, Barney Fye, Festus Hagen. They're right there. Angel in the Rockford Files. You... <laughs> Mary's going, oh, he didn't do that, did he? Put this off. I'll just put this off. I'll just put this off. 
Have you ever poemed about your faith in Jesus and what it means to you and how it's changed you? I'll hear more about that later. Or maybe when I'm old like you, Randy, I'll, uh, I'll... God has dramatically, over the last couple of weeks as I studied this, 50 years, April 19th, since I gave my life to Christ. 50 years, six weeks, provided me with the two most important relationships. Still don't know anything about women. I'm learning and a little bit about children this week for Downline Ministries. And I always get to the, turn, the places early, so my back on before we play. And I walk past, you know how you're passing people in, in a parking lot and you'll say, hey, how you doing? You just keep going. And I turned around and when we looked at each other face to face, it was a guy that I haven't seen in 15, 20, two boys. And his, and his wife at the time, it was a kid that I had met in 1980. And I said, man, man, how you doing? And we talked and we went out to the putting green. Putting, and, he, and he introduces me to his son. And then one was younger. So this boy that I'm talking to was in his this past Thursday, and my friend were there because the son is going through downline ministries and what Steve went through, and he couldn't stop. No. I don't ha- remember having three conversations with that kid when he was a little boy. Chained up at Caesarea, I want to go to Rome. Why God, Caesarea, why am I? And Drusilla, and these people you're chained up to, talk to them. Something. Look at chapter 1, verse 3. We're going to hit all these real quickly, and then we'll get... God, the Holy Spirit, presented him, or Jesus presented himself alive. Jesus presented himself alive after his son. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we're all, to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them. We are to go into all the world because we believe in the resurrected Jesus Christ and share him with Acts chapter 24. Look at the context in chapter 23, verse 23. Go on and bring him safely to Felix the governor. He wrote a letter in the following manner. It's a Claudius. When I wanted to know the reason they accused him, I brought him before their council. That's the Sanhedrin. So commanded his accusers to state before you the charges against Caesarea and had delivered the letter to the governor. They also presented Paul to him. When the governor, this is Felix. So God, here's the context. God in his sovereignty is proceeding that. When he found out he was a Roman, they were terrified. You cannot do this to a Roman citizen who hadn't been convicted or had a fair. He sends 470 Roman soldiers. Absolutely bent on every guy I can spare. 470 soldiers to protect. They were imported, so they would report directly to Nero. At two times the province of Cilicia was. The Romans were more concerned about it than anything else. The way they set up their government, Felix said, the one thing he had, he's the Roman governor of Judea, as we've said, succeeded a guy you may have heard of called Pontius Pilate. He was a despot. And eventually Nero replaces him. From a human perspective, if you just step back for a moment and look, you don't understand. Paul wouldn't understand. He's even working when things just don't appear to be logical. The King Agrippa, and possibly even with an emperor, Arnold Toynbee, historian, said, the secret of the Roman government was the principle of indirect custody. Verse 35. Being chained to someone. So, for lack of a better term, he got the glamour slammer treatment. This trial before Felix. This would be the prosecution's case. Verse 1. And a certain orator named Tertullus, these gave evidence to the governor, Felix, again. His accusers are the high priest Ananias, 
the most corrupt high priest the Jews ever had. Sanhedrin, and then their hired mouthpiece, Tertullus. They hired him to make their cake. Paul is such a serious threat to these Jews. They followed him 65 and so vengeful. They're going to do whatever they can to get rid of him. They fought and had their cake to accuse him before Felix. So the lawyerization saying, seeing that through you, Felix, we enjoy great peace and prosperity is being brought to places, most notable Felix, with all thankfulness. Nevertheless, not to be t- words from us. So he begins with flattery for Felix. The truth is, he has no witnesses. He has no evidence. Went over Felix. His only hope. His only the Lord's Supper together. First charge, verse 5. Throughout the world. So the first charge against him is a charge of sedition or rebellion. And there you could bring against a Roman in a Roman court. This was actually a crime. Sedition in Latin, Pax Romana. It's the only thing I learned in four years of Latin. That if you discovered, if you disturbed the Roman peace, they took it real serious. That's, again, Nero would not. Because as this is written, A.D. 70 is only a few, few short years away. And in A.D. They just, the Romans just came in and leveled Jerusalem. Temple, city, everything. Disturbed the Pax Romana. So, they, so the first charge, rebellion. We, Paul is a ascension among the Jews throughout the world. Now the truth is, wherever he wasn't rebellious, he was a good Roman citizen. We've seen that already. He simply went in and preached the gospel. There's no testimony. The riots that occurred in Jerusalem, Paul didn't have anything to do with those who persecute him. No evidence at all. Second charge, verse 5, of the sect of the Nazarenes. He's preaching a new religion, an empire. But at this time, Rome simply viewed these Christians firm. And we'll see it later. Followers of the way. Jesus said, I am the way. They just considered them another spend all the time. They had not declared Christianity an illegal religion at this point. He simply said, I am, by the way, being a Nazarene was despised. By most of the Jews, they looked at God himself, the Savior of the world. He had a lot of false messiahs they dealt with. So, no, Paul didn't do that. He just simply was a follower of Jesus of Nazareth. Verse 6. He even tried to prolong, but the commander Lysias or Claudius came by and with great violence took him out of... Uh, verse 9, if you'll drop down to there, the Jews also assented, maintaining that these things, what happened, Claudius simply came in and protected him. But, again, verse 10, Paul, after, after, much as I know that you have been for many years a judge of this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself. Just unlike Tertullus, who just made up stuff, no flattery, I'm just going to tell you the truth to, to the charges. Because you may ascertain that it is, it is no more than 12 days to me in the temple, disputing with anyone or inciting the crowd in the synagogues or in the city. So number one, there's no proof of sedition. Verse 13. Verse 11, I love this. Just quickly, these three, and then we're done. There's no proof of sedition. I've been here, and I was only, the, I was only in Jerusalem like 12 to write vow. I was only come there for Pentecost, which was, I, I have every right to be there as a Jew. I didn't. Secondly, verse 12, there was no effort to start a riot. 
in the temple. I wasn't disputing with anyone. I wasn't fighting with anyone. And they found I wasn't in Jerusalem for Pentecost. That's the truth. And then verse 13. Because they want me gone. But this I confess to you, that according to the word of my fathers, believing all the things which are written in the law and the prophets, to their accusation that I am a follower of the Nazarene, the Nazarene, the way, because I believe he's the Messiah, the scriptures that they believe. I'm simply doing what is being a true Jew. Cover is that the Roman governor Felix you know what he's thinking the whole time? No fault in this man. That's exactly what Felix is thinking. So here's my challenge to you. We're going to close. We're going to share the Lord's Supper together. You don't always know what God is doing, but here's what you do know. He's always doing. Or you're Felix. You may be being persecuted by your Jews, whatever it might be. Honestly say, yeah, I love Jesus. I follow Jesus and share the gospel. Father, we thank you that we have a God who's in tomorrow. That that's where you are. You never change. You're immutable. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, Lord, we just thank you for our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the privilege of being your, ch- your ch- children, and then the privilege of telling our world that there is hope through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Father, as we spend this time together around the Lord's table, we would remember the body that was broken, beaten, mangled for us, and the blood that was spilled for us. We would remember, we would remember, and then we would leave here and proclaim his death till he comes. We pray in his name. Amen.